0: Looking, Jarrod Lawrence, right through for Fuller. Fuller's beaten Larson here. Ricardo Fuller score for Stoke. Ten minutes to go,
1: and it could yet be a celebratory night in the Potteries. Hello, welcome to episode 12 of the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Today we look back on an enthralling encounter at the Britannia Stadium, where Stoke and Tottenham shared four goals. Stoke narrowly lost out. But we'll find out what our pundits made of. (laughs) An unfortunate, narrow defeat at the Britannia Stadium. Joining (laughs) me is Chris Brammer.
2: (laughs) Good afternoon.
1: And Jason Martin.
0: Was unfortunate a pun (laughs) there.
1: Unfortunate. (laughs) Hello, everyone. (laughs) Lads, welcome. Yep. Um, I'm just uh, reading the paper... Uh, just like making sure we get all our facts straight. Um, so yeah, Stoke City nil, <laughs> uh, Tottenham Hotspur four. Mm.
2: Chris, it, it's, good Chris to go, uh, it's, it's good to go back to the old format, isn't it? After the, positivity <laughs> of the transfer window, it's nice to go back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. I'll start with the big question, Chris. Hughes out? Question mark. Ah, oh, it's. So, Dur- during
2: during the match yesterday i was i was on one on social media um, and I, call- I i called for Hughes' head <laughs> quite a numerous times um i've had i've had a bit of time to think about it i've, I've digested everyone's opinions and have um right basically if i'm g- going to try and be rational about the whole thing i think maybe it might be a slight bit too early within this season to call for mark Hughes's head i think that the last season we we didn't get a, a win on the sheet until what was it seventh match in six or seven six yeah. or so so yeah so it, it it took us a while to get started last season so and and we've had we've had a difficult start we've, we've had tough teams come in and play in teams who who are going to be at the top of the table obviously not middlesbrough although you never know they may do a Leicester. um we we've yeah, we've played some big teams and it's not gone our way at all. Um, the next few games will be the ones that will really, really test us. If we do not pick up any points or or, or anything within the, the next two matches, then there will be some serious questions um, hanging over Mark Hughes and his, and his backroom staff. That being said, our record in the calendar year 2016 is... It's it's awful. We, i saying this. I want I want Mark Hughes to be able to turn it around in the next few games. But in <laughs> deep down, I don't feel Mark Hughes can. I don't know if he can or if he will address the things that are going wrong. There's something really really almost rotten in our performances, and we're not addressing it. And if you I don't know if you caught Mark Hughes's post match um, video on the, the the Stoke YouTube channel, but he almost seemed lost at a loss as to what he needs to do to get us out of our current run of form he almost alluded to thinking that oh yeah things just aren't happening for us at the moment and well it's not happening because we're not doing some very very basic things too soon for mark hughes to go maybe but i do think that he's in a very very precarious position and i can completely understand why people want him to go right now um i don't think he will it's simply because I think Peter Coates has a lot of faith in him and wants him to turn it around. But I completely understand the frustration, Jason.
1: Yeah. There's quite a lot of uh, things Hughes has being criticised for right now. What for you is the main thing that's going wrong, and what do we need to do to sort it out? Um, I
0: mean, there's probably a few things. So I don't think anyone could pick a. Could pick a best eleven anymore. There's no l- logical best team out there. No one really knows anymore, which is still a problem. Um, on the pitch, no idea what's going on. Like, there's no this player sort of all over the place. I didn't see it to be like if, if an uh, opposition fan came to you and said, "Explain how Stoke play." Like, what's the style of play? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's sort of the problem. Uh, we had a we had a good thing going with four two three one and you know, that was a system that was working, especially when we had pace up there and away from home, sort of Moses, Juth, Arnaltovich, all linking up really well, the creativity of Ireland and then Boyan as well. And it seems to have just changed again. So we've moved towards this four three three we're at a loss with regards to what to do central midfield, which still hasn't fully been fixed since Zonzi's departure which is a bit annoying um, and yeah I don't I don't know I think Hughes made logical moves in the window particularly on deadline day bringing in Bonnie who I thought sort of showed some promise given the very little supply and obviously having to strengthen centre half but the whole Joe Allen and Mbula debate is still going on isn't it and I just think that the whole team there's no real structure to the play at the moment well if we
2: i was going to say it comes back to that same thing that we've said a few weeks now is that mark hughes doesn't know his best 11 like especially in that midfield area he i don't prefer an area that is so key in the type of play that he seems to want us to to do he he doesn't it's, know what his best midfield
1: is. It's key just in football in general. Even <laughs> Tony Pulis goes into a game knowing who he wants in central midfield.
0: Yeah, it's... but uh, you, pick a, you pick a best 11 depending on what you want to do. So this or oh, what's Hughes' best 11 it depends on what he, want, what he wants to do. And I think that's, I guess that's the overriding issue. I just don't know if he knows what we're what really
2: was, doing. What was the aim yesterday then? What was um, what? What did Mark Hughes set the team up to do? I'll score Spurs, I'm guessing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, generally that is football, Jason. But yeah, um, well, like, what was? I, I yeah. I don't. I don't know. Honestly, <laughs>
0: there's there's probably some deep lying analytical counteracting key positions. Get the ball to Bonnie and put it in the onion sack, but it's <laughs> I don't know. But it just seems like we're too easy to play against at the moment. Particularly mm. when it gets to our final third. It seems like we're just inviting shots on. And we've not really got a backline capable of dealing with that. So, it is a real well, problem.
1: If we look at the game as a whole yesterday, I thought we we started quite positively. You know, um, There was a great through ball to Arnautovic. Goal was offside, fair enough. But we started with... A degree of momentum we were moving the ball around quite well and then after 20 minutes we just seemed to completely give up almost yeah it, it, was, was, it was we, really
0: we were start. i mean there was yeah. a lot of pressing wasn't it that normally we've seen against us that's done really well yeah and then we had a sort of there was a shot within 90 seconds things like that you thought oh things are yeah. finally looking up and then at 20 minutes it's as if the players just went oh this isn't working what now yeah and spurs went okay
1: now's our turn oh, oh. Our, our intensity was gradually declining throughout the first half, and then we give away a really, really poorly defended goal. Just Eric Peters got the most fuck from me at the game for being completely out of position, but I think <laughs> the move could have definitely been stopped before that. But then, after that goal went in, we just completely went. I don't, I don't know if is, it was like... It a, a, psychological thing or what, it was just completely capitulated. And the annoying thing is, I don't think that Spurs team are as good as the one that came a few months ago when they were chasing the title. That's uh-huh. that Spurs team we lost to uh, last season, the, you know, they were playing the best stuff they'd probably ever play in their lives. You know, they were an incredible side and you know, we deservedly lost. That team, even though it's largely the same players, that team shouldn't be beating us 4 0.
2: No, is it I... a is is it a mentality thing then? Is it that Hughes isn't I don't know motivating the team? It's a weird thing to say because they're all professional athletes and you you imagine that they would be motivated to win regardless. But it does just seem like something has gone. How how can we go from playing beautiful football, destroying United and City and Chelsea, and then to like that? That's not even twelve months ago. To suddenly crash and burn and we've conceded what was it's a ridiculous stat something like we've conceded four goals in five out of ten matches or something ridiculous like that which is a, an alarming stat like how how has it come to this point and i always think back to <laughs> and it's a conspiracy theorist in me just thinking did we put all our eggs in the basket of the league cup final and we pushed for this we were we were geared up for a final, a cup final, and we didn't get it. And then something's gone. I don't know. It just feels like since we lost that penalty shootout, things have not been the same.
0: I don't think so.
2: I think there's been
0: moments where we have showed promise, like the results against sort of Watford and Bournemouth,
2: we, like really we, good performances on the road in particular. Didn't... We've we've shown prop. Yeah, we're gonna say we've shown promise, but that those are instances where we were. Going into the game, a better, a better team than our opposition. When we've gone behind, we've not, we, we've struggled to uh, uh, almost motivate ourselves to come back into a game. There's probably an example of where we have come back in the last few months. From yeah, we did it on down. the final.
0: We did it on the final day, didn't we?
2: Oh, that seems so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I
0: think um, the the person inside me that's the optimist slash making excuses. <laughs> wonders if there's a bit of sort of teething issues still. Sort of Alan and Bula understanding each other in the midfield. Um, obviously, we've not really had a consistent front four due to injury. Sort of Shakiri being in and out, Boyan in and out, and the Bonnie's in now. The only really constant one's been on Outovic, who's got Eric Peters bereft of sort of form behind him. Um, Indy having to slot in along the back four, which is going to be a new sort of entity then we've got right backs changing because Johnson's still out and then obviously Shea given in goal so I just think it's a very patched up side still which is it the management's fault it could be it couldn't be it might just be rotten luck to an extent but at the same time that's probably a whole debate for another day but,
1: but the, <laughs> yeah the Chris, players are there Chris you read the, raised the issue of uh, sort of our mentality and I think there was a couple of moments in the game that sort of highlighted that. First of all, is Mark Hughes getting sent off. Um, <laughs> uh, how did you read that one? Did you read it as Mark Hughes has uh, just kind of lost it a bit here? Or uh, did you just read it as we were getting done by the ref and Hughes was just speaking mind?
2: Um, A... I think it was a a bit of both. Obviously, in the heat of the the match, you don't agree with any referee decision, do you? And you think, oh, the the ref's out to get us, and oh, now he's picking on Mark Hughes. On reflection, I think, like Mark Hughes said in his post-match interview, that he probably was out of order with his attitude. And I think that was the signs of a manager who is very frustrated with his team not performing the way he wants them to perform. And you, you hope that that type of fiery passion (laughs) to use that that phrase would be would i don't know spur them on to do better and i and i obviously we all hope they do and it will be it will be a different test against not to be disrespectful to the likes of palace and west brom but it'll be interesting to see how we perform against those teams rather than your super manchester cities and your spurs who they're, they're good teams and everton who are under new ownership and have a new manager and all that. It it'll, it'll be a different challenge next week. Um as I don't know, I just hope Mark Hughes can pull it together.
0: Yeah. I think I agree. Um, palace is always a difficult place for us to go, but these are the sort of, <laughs> normally the sort of defeats that inspire wholesale the wholesale change that sort of provide a reaction in performance. So hopefully this will be one of the um, chances for that. Just to go back to the the game and the, some positives. Obviously, we've glossed over them quickly. Um, as Dave <laughs> said, <laughs> yeah, Dave said we started brightly, which we did. It was nice to see that we were we had a bit of a corner threat throughout the game. Mm. So Shawcross probably could have had a hat trick if people weren't on the line or if he hadn't shot wide, <laughs> which was quite good.
1: If, if all those if all those defenders hadn't been there, yeah,
0: <laughs> you yeah. might have snuck one in. <laughs> um, Bonnie, as you mentioned thought he did well, showed promise. Mm-hmm. As we've argued with sort of Juve, Hostler, and anyone else in the past though, he's not going to score if he doesn't get service. So that's going to have to change in the next few games. Mboula, um, for all the criticism he's getting, I thought he was—he had a very good first half. Some of his passing was terrific. Um, plenty of passing to Arnalovic, including that lovely through ball where he split the defence, only for at- Arnalovic to be offside. There's still... Yeah... yeah he seems to divide opinion. I've seen comparisons to Palacios and that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on. Seems a bit much. No. But yeah, I thought he Not had a good first that. half yesterday and he's still gonna be a key player for us this season. Yeah. The concerns obviously Shay Given concerns me. I think I'd probably mm-hmm. be giving Grant a run out next week, at the very least. Cause it just...
1: Yeah, I thought Given was okay. He made a couple of decent stops and stuff, but like I think was it their second or 3rd of lost count. But there was one where it was a low shot, and third, yeah. you know, a, yeah, a younger keeper gets down to that, you know. Yeah, he's, um. And also the se- the second, I thought it was a great strike, no question. But it was you kind of think, him. oh, Jack Butland could have saved that. I
0: don't know. It was. It had the hallmarks of. Um, do you remember the Coutinho shot in the opening game last oh, yeah. season? Where you watched it back and go, could Butland have done better? It felt mm. like one of them where it was quite close to him, but. I don't know, his role at the moment is sort of like a little note that says back in five until Butlin gets back. <laughs> and he's almost like apologetically just picking the ball out the net each time to say sorry, I'll be back soon. Yeah. Which isn't really what you want. Like you don't want no. you don't want to feel like the expectation that every shot's gonna go in.
2: Yeah.
0: Which it is at the moment. <laughs> um and on the Hughes out thing, no, not yet. Give it at least the six games to see if we get a win and then
1: start packing. Okay. Um, <laughs> you mentioned there you thought Boney looked decent uh, Bruno Martins Indy came in uh, to partner Ryan Shawcross at the back I don't know about you guys but I thought the center individual performances were quite good I thought Ryan Shawcross despite making a bit of a error for the second goal I thought he was generally okay I thought he was quite tidy and I thought Martins Indy was similarly uh, strong he stood up to Harry Kane well. It was pretty no-nonsense as well, which I think uh, won a few Stoke fans over. Yeah, I thought he did really but, well, but, to
0: be honest. Yeah. Um, it was nice that but we got it, Walsh out. <laughs> that, that obviously oh. solved, solved our defence's problems.
1: <laughs> but is it time to talk about um, our Irish number six? And
2: I, I feel that's all we do, is talk about him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, at least, I don't think we really...
2: I don't know if we have on the podcast, but it certainly feels like that's the dominant conversation on social media, and it feels mm. like there's two very diametrically opposed camps.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think we've mentioned him on this podcast yet, so um, there's, obviously <laughs> Glenn Whelan's done a hell of a lot, you know, in his Stoke career. You know, was part of the team that came up and has established himself. Not only under Tony Pulis, but under Mark Hughes as well. He's sort of progressed as a player. But in the last few months, I cannot see what on earth he does. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm really sorry, but if it's a question of dropping Imbula or Whelan, yes, Imbula isn't a defensive midfielder and all that. But at least I see the purpose of Gianelli Imbula. At least I see what he can bring to the table. Glenn Whelan's supposed to be a defensive shield. <laughs> what? <laughs> a defensive shield for a team that's conceded twenty six goals in its last ten games.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed the um, the Sentinel um, marks out ten. Oh where God. He got, he got a solid six for having a screaming effort from the edge of the area, which I would have <laughs> questioned why if that had gone in, but he said oh it God. was powerless to stop. Yeah. The Defense. I was like, no, you're not. That's your job. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't. It's like when Nigel De Jong left um, LA Galaxy and the MLS, put a video on like how bad he was at scoring goals. And you're like, that's not his job. And then the Sentinel did the it. like, exact same. <laughs> we were having a um, conversation last night as to whether it'd be worth trying Adam in that holding role. To be honest, I mean the play, like
1: he's. I mean, he guaranteed a yellow card.
0: Yeah, you're getting that wheeling at the moment anyway. It took him seven yeah. minutes against Delhi Alley and then he started pointing at Indy. I
1: was like, yeah. welcome, welcome to
0: Stoke, Bruno. But, yeah, I mean, Adam's probably got the discipline to sit back now. It's not going to be the box-to-box mobility that normally wears him out. And he he's not going to be the sort of person that does the slow pass, and he'll sort of speed the play up a bit from out wide. From out wide? Or from in the middle. I'm half asleep. Yeah. And that gives us, I guess, Alan and Nimbula in front of him to to do the box-to-box work. But it's just an opportunity. We don't really, we don't really have a, another holding role, which is why I feel like we should have probably got Lamina in, perhaps over Alan, in the window, because that would have solved the problem rather than creating another one.
1: <laughs> for, for me, the... We did mention before, you know, what what was our midfield designed to do uh, yesterday. But for me, I don't think this three midfielders thing is working. Okay, it may be too soon to completely disregard it. But I thought, especially at 1 0 down yesterday, the game was just crying out for Bojan just to Mm -hmm. try and provide some kind of link between our forwards and our uh, midfielders. But. I don't know if it was... I don't know if Hughes made the subs yesterday by, like, texting down to Mark Bowen or something. <laughs> it, it was refreshing to see Bojan come on for Wheeling, albeit too little too late.
0: Yeah. I don't... This is this is a problem, isn't it? I just don't know anymore. I don't think anyone... <laughs> I don't think anyone knows. Mm. And there's not going to be a problem that's going to go away. Like, it's not going to be... It's not something we can sort with any transfer incomings now, we're just gonna have to shift around what we have. But in terms of match ratings yesterday, him and Imbula were battling for the, the lowest on who scored, both averaging <laughs> five point seven. So yeah, okay. it was the midfield sort of just collapsed yesterday again. But to have him on mm. it have him on a yellow card for eighty three minutes against Delhi Alley was <laughs> It would have been terrifying if I hadn't given up at about 50
2: minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It's it's just, like you you say, Dave, I mean, Glenn Whelan's been an absolutely fantastic servant to the club and there's no knocking that during our promotion and the seasons after he was a massive, massive part of the team. And he clearly still is a massive part of the team for Mark Hughes to... Play him in every single match. The only the only issue is I, I I agree completely. I don't know what he does apart from points at people um and and shouts and for some fans that seems to be enough, you know, he shows passion. But I, yeah,
0: there's I a I, whenever the I, I, going gets tough they say oh we need some steel in the side, we need to on the old guard and the grit and they the ones <laughs> they're the ones sort of letting us down this season. Like not to move yeah. a long one, but the other W on the wing, yeah, was um. virtually non-existent yesterday, and it looks like his days are probably behind well, are him an- too. And but yeah. they're
2: another year; they're another year older as well. And this is the thing: like, I think people almost expect that these players to play as they did in their prime for us. And I think Glenn Whelan has declined in terms of it. I mean, obviously in terms of his mobility he's, he's declined. He doesn't get around the pitch. Although I don't know, would you argue if he? Was he ever a really mobile midfielder? Yeah, I, I don't
0: think. Hughes' first season, by like the numbers, back it yeah. was a lot more sort of like he was winning sort of double the tackles, the interceptions, and blocks. Yeah. He was proper like blood on thunder. And I think yeah. then it was brilliant. And even at points last season, he played well. But now he sort of just the last few months, even at the Euros, mm-hmm. it, he didn't look great. And Walters sort of feels like what we had with Odin Wingy where we're still playing him out wide and he's no good at this level anymore.
2: Which is quite sad really. Yeah, but it, you, that's I mean...
0: why you sort of to be honest, to be brutal, that's that's why you get rid of them before they're like this.
2: Well you you do and you and we <laughs> we should and we've said this like for every transfer window, haven't we? That we should we need to be moving players on. Um, I think <laughs> you could you could literally, literally have an Irish colour of the team looking at it yeah yeah
1: He's, he, it's he can... already begun with Mark Wilson to be yeah. fair so. and given Whelan Walters yeah. yeah I think I think that there's, an, there's an argument to say those are our three biggest weak links at the moment
0: yeah <laughs> so yeah just been off Ireland basically yeah mm.
2: <laughs>
1: Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> right. Uh, let Let's Let's try and be s- slightly more positive. Um, Vic, it definitely should have been a red card for Victor Wanyama, yeah. and if that happens, we go on and win three one. So you know, there's that. And also, um, we're going to Crystal Palace next weekend. Always a happy hunting ground for Stoke. We always <sighs> demolish <laughs> Palace. So. It's the... Lads, are we are we living in fear of Zahar and Benteke? Do we think they could really do some Spurs esque damage to us, or do you think, right, this is a game where we need we need the points, and so we probably might be able to put something together?
0: Yeah, I think I'll. he don't know. It's, you go into every game now, going, now, it can't be any worse than the last. And in fairness, they're doing, they're doing it very well. <laughs> Sort of battle oh, that. No, I think look, it should be a, a winnable game. If we don't have yep. a great deal of luck there in terms of performances. I thought we started really well there in April and then yep. sort of capitulated in the second half and lost 2 1. Yeah. Before that, you've like the cameos from Gadetti to save the day with assists and things. <laughs> that
2: feels so long. Oh, ago. God. That's, so. that's a long
0: time ago. <laughs> yeah, I think we should score. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I there needs to be some changes in the team. It needs yeah. to make a decision about the midfield three to begin with. Um, Bonnie's going to be a mainstay up front. I'm out of a chat wide. I'd be looking. Well, Shakiri maybe back if he is. Put him in if not. Sobby. I mean... Yeah,
1: I was disappointed, so he didn't come on. Yeah, especially as Arn Alvidge did
0: go right during the game. They sort of switched with Walters. Or didn't switch, he sort of yeah. just came right anyway. But, yeah, if he can do that, I'm sure they can have some... It can't be It can't be any worse than John was yesterday. Um, <laughs> at the back, Glenn is still alive, apparently, so... <laughs> maybe he'll be brought in. That's I don't, I don't know how I'd assess Jeff, Jeff Cameron's performance yesterday. Some people were saying it was fine, some people said he was terrible. But for the sake of analysis, I completely zoned out for about forty minutes yesterday. So <laughs> let's should. just say it could be, it could be a raffle. Jason, were
1: you, were you playing in defensive midfield? <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Well, um, Chris, I'll try and hold you to a score prediction then just so so (laughs) you can look stupid this time next week basically. Alright,
2: cheers, cheers mate Um, It's it's an odd one because I think Palace have potential to be just as inconsistent as we can be Um, and so like it it could literally be anything Um, Do you know what? I'm going to say we will respond positively And we are going to win 2-0 away at Palace.
1: Whoa.
2: Yep, it's going to happen. And I think that Boney will get a goal. And I think that... Uh... <laughs> it's all right,
1: Chris. It's fine. We'll, no, take, no, no, we'll no, take the 2-0. No, no. It doesn't matter.
2: No, Boney's going to get it. And then Glenn Whelan's going to get a last-minute
1: tap-in, which is going to secure right. right stop it. Right, just, the team forever. Just stop being silly.
0: Right, just a just a reminder that it's the on this September, and Chris isn't sticking to it. But we recommend that everyone else should give up alcohol for the month.
1: No, nah, I think we'll um, we'll it'll be one one. Oh well, that's good then. That's a point, at least. Uh, I'll just point out that um, we're now on episode twelve of the podcast, and. Stoke's last league win came in episode two <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> so um, we may need to like run through uh, eleven episodes in a week just just to you know keep get our average yeah. you know steady. I'd
0: love to, I'd love to see a unlike I mean, his pre match press conference. So Mark, one win in ten podcast, ten podcasts. How do you
2: feel? <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> we we should have him on the show. Just... Oh, I've got ask, a lot of questions, to we'd be We'd ask
2: dif- more difficult questions than the local press do, that's for sure. Oh, snap. Hey, <laughs> w-
0: what you have to remember, though, is... We did win that game against Stevenage. And we did it a lot better <laughs> than we did against Luton last season. <laughs> yeah. So it's not all doom and gloom. And, of course, there's another League Cup tie coming up in a week and a half. Could hell ha- oh, Could bring some joy. And if all else... <laughs> the under-21s play on Monday night well under-23 <laughs> yes. so we get to deploy in Goy.
1: nice
2: well done
0: <laughs> should I join with round of the rest of the youth up quickly Dave yes of course cool okay so the under-18s lost 3-1 to Liverpool yesterday um Hughes uh, <laughs> out <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Greenidge scored for Stoke the summer arrival from Reading um, there appears to be a imminent transfer according to the teasers at Signal Radio mm. for a youth player. Um, yeah. Unconfirmed reports it will be Lewis Malt as a Signal exclusive. Uh, <laughs> nah, it's probably going to be... It's either Tyrese Campbell or Harry Souter. But it definitely didn't in- deserve the build-up that it was given. <laughs>
1: and yeah it was bizarre uh someone from signal radio tweeted um something along the lines of well the windows closed but stokes transfer business isn't done yet and we were like oh and we we're all googling available free agents you know yeah. it's like oh it's someone for the under 18 squad which is fine you know not gonna get carried away
0: yeah but no one trusts signal anyway like, why would they know anything, basically? And there's, there's a social media lesson. For you. Um, They've got
1: Chris O'Luma.
0: They had Ricardo Fuller for Saturday, didn't they?
1: As oh, well. nice. His new, his a new Everyone should listen to them instead of us, to be honest.
0: Yeah. I think Rick would have sorted this in five minutes. And considering I missed the, the Deadline Day podcast, you, you completely missed the fact that are under 23s played against Bradford.
1: What's going on, Dave? Oh, damn. <laughs> I uh, I don't th- yeah, it, I, yeah. I just don't think it suited the overall um, the transfer vibe. <laughs> but by all means, talk about the abomination of a competition. Yeah, well, don't I think currently find ourselves in.
0: It's sort of died for the year, hasn't it? Like clubs <laughs> deliberately going against. Regulations, no attendance, people mocking. Oh, how are you, England's future? If you play twenty or twenty-eight year old Charlie Adam, blah blah. Adam isn't twenty-eight, so but either way, <laughs> <laughs> and ignoring all the youth players. But yeah, I thought for a competitive game, the our team did well. Like narrowly lost one nil. Still had a handful of shots. By a handful, I mean like fifteen. And. They gave a good account of themselves. Obviously, our podcast favourite, Ngoy, up front was causing problems. But Linden did well. Taylor did well. And Prani Shenton was okay in midfield as well. So, if you want to sort of Excellent. get on the hype train now that the competition has died anyway, you don't need to feel bad about it anymore. The next <laughs> one is against Berry at the start of October. So, you should all go and cheer on our future championship strikers.
1: <laughs> and. <laughs> and Charlie Adam as well. Uh, I did see the highlights for that uh, Bradford game, and I thought Charlie Adam was having a lot of fun, to be honest. He was just, you know, do, he, he seemed to have more of a free licence just to shoot from anywhere. It was which, like invite, you know. inviting
0: your dad to five-a-side. It's a 10-year-old,
1: wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, just to just, uh, summarise then, uh, Tottenham bad, but we've got to win at Crystal Palace. Uh, yep. Ngoy needs to be deployed. Um... <laughs> And if we go to the championship, we get to see more Charlie Adams shots.
2: Yes. <laughs> I think.
1: Excellent. Um, just before we go, then, I'll just uh, point you the direction of our Twitter account uh, at Wizards of Drivel. And if you fancy, you can vote for us in the Football Blog Awards, which is uh, exciting. Um, there's a link in our pinned tweet as to how you do that. Uh, Chris and I will be going to Old Trafford in November. And hopefully, just having a load of canapes, and you know, we won't win, but um, <laughs> yeah, but, but we're it could, anyway. could, could be a fun be a, day out, <laughs> it's like Crystal Palace next week. We, we, we won't win, but it'll be a fun day. Yeah. Out. Um, so, uh, yeah, by all means, uh, vote for us if you want to. Um, I'm at David Cowleshaw on Twitter. Uh, my, my two fellow podcasters are at Bramard and at SCFC Jace, and I think that's everything from us. Um, hopefully, we'll have a at least a goal to talk about tomorrow uh, from Stoke <laughs> tomorrow next week. Oh God, we're not yeah, we're we're not playing on Monday, thank God.
0: Or under twenty three though.
1: Hooray! God, you hate the youth, don't you? <laughs> That <laughs> <laughs> no, could have sounded less sincere. Um, <laughs> right, yeah, I think it's I think it's time to uh quickly uh wrap up then. Yes. Uh goodbye Chris. Goodbye. Goodbye, Jace. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Come on Stoke You can walk my path You can wear
2: my shoes. And to talk like me And be an angel too
1: But maybe You ain't never gonna feel this way You ain't never gonna know
0: me But I know you Singing in our things Can only get better it can only get better If we see it through That means me And I mean you too So teach me out to think can only get better It can only get It can only get Think it all from me You know, I know that Things can only get better